This is Douglas Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds. My name is Doug, and this is Doug Loves Minis, the show that is finally back in a rental car with Graham Elwood. Coming to you from what kind of car is this, Graham? Doug, we're in a uh, Chevy Cruze, which uh, you pointed out. I was going to jump in the Camry because Hertz gave us some weird. European van or some shit and I said let's go Camry but you go no Graham the Chevy Cruze has XM satellite so we've been listening to the delicious sounds of Pearl Jam radio <laughs> yes for the last hour as we come from Portland International Airport heading south on the I-5 to beautiful Eugene yes Eugene Oregon on Tuesday April 21st 2015 because tonight we're doing our fifth annual 421 stand-up show. Five years of this, really? In the Woodsman of the World Hall. Yes. Wow Hall. Woodsman. Yeah. We won an award one year, I think. What award did we win? Something like Best Specialty Show or maybe Best Comedy Show or something. Sweet, I didn't know that. You know, just giving out to shows that were at Wow Hall over the over the period of a year or something like that. But I don't know that I, I don't know that I've ever won an actual. Maybe that's the only one. You know, it's just a certificate they gave us the next year when we came back. Oh. It was like the second year or the third year or something. Sweet. Graham, what do you got to plug? Let's get it over with. Let's get the plugs out. Um. Well, let's see. There, uh, we're in post-production on Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. That should be out. Uh, and is that that's the full title? Earbuds colon the podcasting documentary. Yes. So you can get updates from that. Um, uh, we have on Twitter, Earbuds at Earbuds Pod Movie, and of course, there's a Facebook page for it. But we will be. Uh, having a preview screening of that oh. at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival, September 18th through the 20th, which you will be doing Doug Loves Movies in. So, uh, and Dining with Doug and Karen. And Dining with Doug and Karen. We have just confirmed a bunch of other shows. The Sklar Brothers, Mark Marin, Aisha Tyler, Never Not Funny, Todd Glass. Uh, so the festival's really coming together. So you can, if you want to see earbuds on the big screen for the first time ever, go to uh, LAPodfest.com and book it. But boom. And of course, you can follow me on the Twitter at Graham Elwood and everything else. But like, will like badge holders at the festival get into the movie? Yes, they will, Doug. Um... Opening night, Friday night, uh, you're opening the festival at 7 p.m., uh, then there'll be a podcast, uh, we're not quite sure what it'll be, at 9, and then the movie will show at 11 on Friday night, so you can get a day pass for Friday or get the whole weekend pass, and then we'll show the movie again probably either Saturday or Sunday morning, uh, so you have a couple chances to see the, the movie at the festival. Delightful! Isn't that delightful? So good. So good. LAPodfest.com, and of course we're at LAPodfest on Twitter. Do I say the same thing in the finished movie that I say in the trailer? <laughs> yeah, that we kept that. I had to keep that scene in there <laughs> in the trailer. Which actually, we should be releasing uh, a teaser next month, and then the trailer probably in June, July. So you'll be able to see that, everybody. We just showed the trailer only at the Podfest last year. Um, so 
tease it and trail it. Tease and trail LA Podfest earbuds. Tomorrow night I'm in David Tell's show, uh, stand-up show at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. Thursday, Getting Doug with High goes live at 2.15 Pacific Time at YouTube.com slash Doug Benson. May 4th, Chicago. Sold out. Oh. May 5th, Rosemont, Illinois. Sold out. Oh. Thursday, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Plenty of seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to say I'm in um, Lake Havasu. Sorry. May 6th and 7th. I'm sorry, no more. No more plugs. <laughs> no more plugs. What happens in Lake Havasu? Stays there. What's the name of the club? <laughs> um, uh, it's on my website, GrahamElwood.com. But they have like a full-time club in no, Lake Havasu? No, it's a bar or something like that. Okay. So if you're in the Lake Havasu area, early May, come get some palm strikes. What was the last movie you saw, you comedy film nerd? Um, actually, I, upon your recommendation, I just watched it on our last flight. was... Um, we could be kings. You dialed that shit up? Yeah. We a, could be king. We could be king. That's right. I think it's singular, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's a great documentary. Through so the, good, right? Oh, man. Tri- Tribeca Fe- Film Festival's digital arm now. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's cool on so many levels. First, that Tribeca is doing this. They're taking films that they've been curated in their festival. They're not putting them out there to sell. And then this is just a phenomenal documentary about this high school, uh, inner city high school in Philadelphia. Um, about these it's basically the things that we loved about Friday Night Lights TV series especially the last couple of seasons just a second can we pull over and go to the Enchanted Forest theme park oh so delightful please (laughs) okay go on Um, no more plugs um, is uh, we did yeah so it's the thing everything I liked about Friday Night Lights this is like a, a documentary about an actual school that's trying to go through some tough stuff and what these kids are battling and it's it's so Friday Night Lights I mean it starts off with like these two schools have to their, their teams have to be merged together as one because right. of budget cuts and that's exactly what happened in Friday Night Lights at one point and um, it's just it's really it's amazing like it really it, it, it to me it just makes you go, holy shit, Friday Night Lights did such a great yes. job yes. of depicting the, all that stuff. So accurate. And the way all the actors were so natural. And then you're watching the documentary going, and this is awesome that a documentary crew can get as much drama and as interesting a story and characters as Friday Night Lights with real people. It was so great because, you know... The way they sh- they shot, you know, they shot some really cool stuff. They didn't have a lot of sit-down interviews, so the kind of talking to the camera were done in sort of very unique places, which I liked. And then the way they cut it together, which is, you know, as we both know as guys that have made documentaries, that's the key in how you cut it together in post. And they just, it was such a well-made film, man. And the guy who plays the young head coach, not plays, <laughs> the, guy, the guy who is... The, the actor. The actor. I mean, the, the dude is, he's like 27 years old. Love that guy. And he's just got so much heart for these kids because he grew up in the neighborhood and he knows what it's like. And Yeah, and he's coaching football for uh, unpaid. Yeah, he was un- because they didn't have money for the football team. And he said, well, that doesn't, I don't care. I'm going to still coach this. Yeah. And... 
he coaches them not like somebody who's doing them a favor. No. You know, he really is a great coach. He's there. He's like, I am not giving up on you guys. I mean, it's just, it's like I'm in tears at the end of it. It's such an amazing film. We could be king. Look it up and find it and watch it because it's an excellent movie. It's always great when when a documentary, like, you know, the... In the beginning of the movie, they're losing games, and they're just like, oh. and they say out loud, "We need to start winning," and then they start winning, and it's amazing. It's it's so cool. I mean, also as as a guy, I played high school football, and I remember being 16, 17 years old, and how important it was. Oh, a loss, like how could you? Oh, uh, like they they show it kind of in the movie. How do these kids even study their fucking oh. stupid history lessons when they just lost a game that could could have changed their lives? I know, and it was even more... Yeah, that's what makes this, this film even more, because it was brutal for me, but I knew I was going to go to college. My parents had money to send me to college. Not private, but whatever. Yeah, this, your whole kids, future wasn't hinged on No, it wasn't all hinged on These kids, without it, they've got no shot, and so it just compounds... I mean, and emotionally, as a child, you want to win anyway. Sure. If losing sucks no matter what, but then there's so much on the line. I remember that. Like, I hated coming to school on Monday after a loss. I just fucking hated it. You had to, hey, what happened? Shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, all day long. I want to hear it. Like, yeah. you weren't there. I remember I had a teacher make fun of me. Oh, the team. I wanted to fucking punch this dick. Like, I'm... <laughs> My blood is on this high school's field, and you yeah. have a shitty tie. Yeah, it's Dick Punch Monday. Watch what you say. <laughs> so I'm gonna punch DPM, you. I'm gonna old punch man. You. I'm going to punch you in the dick, you dick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool, and I, well, obviously, we'll talk about it on Comedy Film Nerds uh, podcast. It's, uh, but it's a thing I, you know, a thing I enjoy on uh, United is they always have, when, the, when, when you're on a flight that has TVs, whether you're paying for it or at first it's free, but uh, I always pay for it when I'm in coach, uh, they have a Tribeca channel. Yeah. And, you know, the short films are whatever. I, I think short films are a tough, you know, it's, they're just tough to make and tough to enjoy. But, so they show a couple shorts, but then they always have a, a new feature each month. And in the last, like, three or four months, I've seen, uh, you know, sometimes they're kind of boring, kind of indie, indie movies, but for the most part, I've caught some pretty, uh, pretty uh, entertaining movies. And how cool is it that there's a Tribeca channel on an airplane? Like, how else would we have found that movie? Maybe down the road, but it wasn't like, I don't think it, I don't know how it did on the festival circuit. It didn't get nominated, obviously, but still, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, I just think there's, there's so many good documentaries out there that, you know, whatever your source of documentaries is, whether it's Netflix or yeah. HBO or uh, the Tribeca channel on United Airlines, it's, uh, there's good stuff out there. And um, Yeah, it's, it, we are, because of the technology now, it's sort of this renaissance with documentaries because you can make them for so cheap. Where you could in the past when you had to shoot on film, it was it was just almost prohibitive. It was cost prohibitive to do it unless you had some big company backing you or something like that. I watched Inherent Vice again. Wow. Because I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with it now. Really? Yeah. I just still I still don't love it, but I, I it's definitely interesting to watch. Like it's just uh, it's, they just don't make movies like like it. You know, it's very, it's got a very 70s kind of, uh, 
performance-centric kind of style, you know, where each actor is doing some pretty interesting stuff, but it's all very low-key. And, uh, you know, I still can't really make sense of the plot. That's what everybody... I never saw it. When I heard that, I was You've like, never well, seen it? No, I just... Jesus it's, Christ. I just, You're the biggest James Brolin fan... I mean, Josh Brolin... <laughs> God damn it. You're the biggest Josh Brolin fan on the planet. You haven't seen... I wanted to, but then I just kept hearing that, oh, it kind of doesn't have a plot. It kind of goes all over the place. And I was like, God, I don't know. Moto Panakeku. Moto Panakeku. <laughs> He's always James Rowland's character. Josh Rowland. Why do you keep calling him James Rowland? Because he loves Hotel. Fucking the TV show Hotel. Yeah. Uh, Josh Brolin um, just is always doing weird eating in, in most of his scenes. He's either eating or drinking in every one of his scenes, I think. And uh, just very odd behavior. But, yeah, I, uh, I think you should check it out. Especially, I mean, I'm glad you watched the thing I recommended, but... That would have been another option for you on the plane. I just watched it because I could not, even though I'm doing a movie challenge where I'm trying to watch a lot of movies, I uh, could not force myself to watch Exodus, uh, Gods and Kings, or whatever it's called, or Taken 3. I'm interrupting Taken 3 in in May at Cinefamily in L.A., so, like, why do I need to watch it now, you know? Um, All right, so you want to play a game? Let's do it. Shall we? Um, let's play Last Man Stanton and it's driver's choice because as we've discussed on the show in the past, and I looked it up, I think it's been a whole year almost since we've done. been in the car together doing one of these. I've done one, I did one a few weeks after that with uh, Jonah Ray and I were in a car in uh, Georgia. So we did some there, or maybe that was a few weeks before that. But anyway, it's been a while since we've been doing a road gig together and also had to drive yes. a long distance. So here we are. Okay. And since you're driving, it's harder for you to come up with the answers. <laughs> so, man, we've been playing, you know, I've been playing a lot in the uh, stand-up shows, uh, last minute stand because if there's like say 10 people in the audience that have name tags then I just have all 10 come up on stage and we just go through and eliminate oh, nice. but it is <laughs> like it is just proving over and over again to people that like think that you know some of us me and my guests are shitty at playing the games because we can't think of things and then they get up there yep. and like suck it you know name a Nicole Kidman movie I'm out. Like, yeah. I've had people excuse themselves when all of her movies are on the table. Nicole Kidman. Right. I don't... I can't think of one, you know? Right. Uh, so we're like... Like Olympians compared to some of these people. And, uh... I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a good story, though. It's a really good story. <laughs> it's a It's a good paper pen that I just hit. <laughs> stopped at that rest stop. Uh, okay, so you get to pick who we're going to play Last Man Stand with. Who's a person that you think you could come up with more movies they were involved in than me, the king of Last Man Stand. I just crowned myself king. Wow. 
they just made it official. somebody again that we had done recently so I was pretty good at it uh, but there's still stuff that I couldn't remember that I should have right right you know it's just like any given person if you give them say 90 seconds and no map and tell them to name all the states in the United States there's a couple you're gonna miss right yeah it's just how it works that's how math it's not it doesn't make you dumb to not be able to think of some dumb state that nobody cares yeah, about. Why do I care about that dumb state? <laughs> or even a state you were just in or something. Yeah. I want to try to do them all. I'm going to finally play Alabama. Wow. I've never played Alabama. I don't think I've ever set foot in that state. And I don't think I've ever played Mississippi. Let's figure this out before we do the other thing. Okay. What states do you think you haven't played or you think I haven't played? Well... Because I'm trying to figure out which ones I haven't played. Mississippi, I know I have not played. Wyoming? No. Have either of us had any reason to go to Wyoming? I've been to Wyoming. I don't think I've performed. Did a show? No, I... S- then we should get a Wyoming show. All right, let's get a Wyoming Knock show. that off. Let's get a Mississippi show. We've never done right, Mississippi. Right, but I've been to, you know, everywhere else in the South, I think I've been to at least kind of part of it, you know. Obviously been to Texas, yeah. Louisiana, uh, Georgia... North and South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, West Virginia, regular Virginia. What's the, what are the big cities in regular Virginia? We did Virginia Beach, remember? Didn't we go the fuck? So that counts, that's regular Virginia. Yeah, yeah. What's in West Virginia? Where did we play in West Virginia? I don't Anywhere. think I've ever played West Virginia. Uh, so that one. But we've, you know, we've not banged out some good ones when we did in Portland... And, uh, I mean, yeah. we did Maine and uh, Vermont. Del- we did, did Rhode Island. Rhode Island. New Hampshire? Have we done New Hampshire? I don't know if we did New Hampshire. I might have performed at a high school prom in New Hampshire. Uh, I don't think I've done a real stand-up comedy gig in New Hampshire. Yeah, I'd go to New Hampshire. Um, Where else, man? What else is there? That's it, right? All the Midwest states we've done. I've done all the Dakotas. I've done all the Midwest, Iowa. I've done all those a million times. Nebraska. Nebraska I've done. Montana I've done. North and South Dakota. Yeah, I was literally, I just did a couple of Air Force bases in North Dakota. I did Minot and Grand Forks last month, two months ago. No, last month, March. Um... Yeah, it would have to be, yeah, it's Mississippi and Alabama for me, and maybe that, like you said, that New Hampshire, and West Virginia, I think those are the only ones left on mine. I don't think I, me personally, I don't think I have performed in South Carolina. Yeah, I've done that. Um, maybe you could bang that one out, uh, do, do the, there's this, uh, Burgeoning Comedy Festival in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Uh, that I did. Uh, I did in January this year. I I also want to bang out the territories. I need to get out to Guam and I need to get out to Puerto Rico. Oh, aren't you a completist? The territories. Yes. Virgin Islands. Right. Aren't they American? Sure. 
American Virgin Islands is what they're called, isn't it? Right. U.S. Virgin Islands. Because there's some that are British and some that are Dutch, Oh, maybe. we split them up, eh? Yeah. I'm into that. I'm in. Let's knock these states out, buddy. We did the 13th state medical marijuana tour in 2009. That's when we banged out a lot of Vermont. Well, yeah, in Alaska. Yeah. I, I got to go back to Alaska because of the whole legalization thing. They just legalized it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I feel I owe them. Even though, like, you know, when we were in Alaska, like, I never for a second felt in any kind of jeopardy for standing around a big open cold field smoking a joint. <laughs> All right, what's your choice? Who do you got? Um, Big famous person. Wow. Lots of movies. Maybe. You know, cheat. Pick somebody that, like, there's no way anybody knows more about this person than Graham Elwood does. Well, I think I've done, Somebody you could name every one of their movies. John Belushi. Every single one? Probably. Yeah, because he's finite. He died. He's dead. Yeah, but there's got to be... One of us could probably win on pulling out, you know, something where he had, like, just a tiny role or, you know, like a cameo or a voiceover. That one's tough, though. Well, yeah. You want to try it? Yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. You want to go first or second? I'll go first. You run the table. All right, what do you want? Uh, I will go with a little movie called Blues Brothers. Let's get it out of the way. It's The Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. I'll let you do that once. Jesus. Exact title. Fuck. It's been a year. That's how how winners are perfect. Um, I will go with... Because it frustrates me that another movie can come along with the same title and not not entirely different premise, and uh, I, I just don't think that's fair. I think they should have had to call Neighbors something else. Ooh, nice. I think once you have a movie with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, that movie's title should be off off limits, unless it's a remake. They should also not do that. Um, What's next, Graham? The, the films of John Belushi. Films of John Belushi. It's your idea. Why would I do this? Name another one. It's only been in a handful of films. Come on. <laughs> um, let's go with Continental Divide. Oh, are they trying to make him a romantic leading man? I was such a fan that I didn't. I didn't care. I still like that movie. I, I, I don't know if I could watch it now, but at the time, oh, I, I watched it. Yeah, he was great. The movie was great. Loved it. I think it was directed by. I want to say it was Michael Apted. Really? Yeah, he did all the Seven Up movies. Okay, um, I will go with 1941. Whoa, the, one of my favorite. Completely unfunny comedies. I love it, but there is—it is so not funny. I will go with a film called <laughs> Animal House. Oh, that one's another terrible. Oh, I love Animal House. I'm kidding. Come on, Animal House is like when it comes to raunchy comedy, it's perfection. They don't tease you about who you're going to see naked. You get to see the shit that you want to see. And. They, the gags, you know, the gross-out gags are gross, but they're not, they don't want to make you want to throw up. Right. You know, uh, 
the gags are constant. You know, right. even when a gag doesn't work, it's just, it's all the spirit of the thing is so, uh, every time it's on like cable or whatever. And uh, I'll give you the, I'll give you this one as well because uh, Mark Wahlberg disagrees with me, but I think it's called National Lampoon's Animal House. Uh, what were you going to say? But the thing, too, like, all the supporting characters, so many great little jokes. Yeah, great little jokes. Everybody gets their little moments. They all step up and shine. And, you know, uh, not unlike Days of Confused and a couple other movies, uh, kind of incredible how uh, there's not anybody that just dropped off into oblivion after Animal House. Right. Except for the guy who played Stork, but that's because he dropped off a cliff. And uh, so that didn't work out for him. And then, of course, John Belushi died. Right. But, uh, yeah. No, and that was another thing. I, I was watching a few scenes from Neighbors recently, the new Neighbors with Seth Rogen. And um, uh, it's just a very similar scene where the fraternity is getting, like, all their stuff taken away or whatever. And uh, just reminded me of how great it is when... John Belushi's all sad that they took the bar, and, and then uh, Otter throws him that one uh, that one bottle of whiskey, and he drinks the entire thing, and yeah. then smashes it on the. It's just, dude, uh, uh, so 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 great how how every little moment, like uh, how how it plays, it's really well done. I mean, just all of them when they're in the. Uh the actor's name when he's hitting up on Dean Wormer's wife and she's holding a cucumber and he goes mine's bigger than that yeah yeah my cucumber it's yeah bigger. yeah uh, <laughs> Tim Matheson Tim Matheson yeah uh, and never then, never made a better movie in his whole career oh god fucking and then uh, god who beat you up oh Dougie Greggy and some of the rest of the Hitler youth Hitler youth yeah <laughs> and what's her name is giving one of the Bad frat guys, a hand job. <laughs> Whether it make out point or whatever. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a running gag, the hand job and make out point. And the, the guy's always, you know, more concerned with his weird, you know, yeah. homosexual anger. Yeah, because of course they can't have premarital sex. <laughs> Those guys can't have premarital sex, but everyone else on campus is. That movie, took, you know, it was, you know, National Lampoon was obviously a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, you know, edgy, dirty magazine. Like, I loved it when I was a kid because it just had so many filthy concepts in it in every issue. Uh, but the, uh, that's one, I think that's one place the movie never goes to. It's like, uh, and, and also because it was a period piece, you know, even though the movie was late 70s, it was, a, you know, it was supposed to be the 60s in the movie. Right. So that's another reason why I guess they wouldn't go there. But uh, the, the anal anal sex isn't isn't uh, losing your virginity would have been a good uh, good concept. There's also a great, you know, at the end of the film, you know, and it's like Miss Mrs. and Senator Blutowski, like he becomes a senator, and then there's um, Lieutenant Niedermeyer was killed by his own troops in Vietnam, and then in the Twilight Zone movie, when they're in the Vietnam scene. 
you hear a guy go, I told you we shouldn't have killed Lieutenant Niedermeyer. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like so awesome. I love that shit. Yeah, that would have been really cool if uh, Vic Morrow and two little girls weren't killed. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. little kids weren't killed shooting that weird sequence from that movie. Because even if that movie didn't have uh, Vic Morrow's death attached to it, like just that whole sequence, I don't know what John Landis was thinking. Like, I don't know what. It just wasn't a good part of that movie. I mean, that, that, that movie's very uneven in general, but. Uh, I, um, well, the, the one little problem it has was it didn't have Rod Serling involved in it. <laughs> but there's some cool stuff in that film. Dan Aykroyd going, you want to see something really scary? Yeah, that whole cold open with Dan Aykroyd and, and uh, Albert Brooks is, is quite brilliant. And, uh, you know, Lithgow's really fun in the uh, yeah the Terror. monster on the wing of the plane yeah. uh, sequence. And then, uh, which he just referenced in a uh, tweet to me, which I thought was funny. But um, what was the other? Uh, oh, the yeah, that his sequence is the best one, and of course it's uh, you know directed by George Miller, whose Fury Road uh, is coming out soon, and I cannot be more excited about that. Uh, looks amazing. John Belushi, here we go. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to say... Oh, God, there's like a couple ones that are popping into my head that are really interesting. This gets tough because now we're like out of... This is... Now we're getting... He's going to be dead soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we really hit, hit pretty much all the biggies. Already, um, so I'm gonna have to go with. Shit. I don't want to. I want to save some. You know, some of these really juicy. Ah. I'll go with girlfriends. Girlfriends. Yeah. What was that? It was this uh, movie, like, kind of, you know, kind of 70s drama about, uh, may have even been written and directed by a woman. Let me look it up and see if it's legit. But he was like, you know, one of... Like, it was kind of a uh, episodic movie, so he was just, like, in a chunk of it. As one of these boyfriends. It might have been called Boyfriends. I don't know. I might have screwed the pooch on this one. But we'll see what Leonard Baldwin has to say. This gives you more time to think about what you're going to say next. Friends, 1976, and he's not even listed in the cast here, so that means that his part was so small that he's not in it. (laughs) What was that movie that he was in that I'm thinking of? I don't know. But what do you got? 
I got Blues Brothers 2000. What? They show, they show a clip? Show his photo. Oh, that's sneaky. That is real sneaky. Alright, well, you win. Oh! It wasn't in Girlfriends, but let me double check this Girlfriends thing. What was the movie he did where he played the Bandito with Marlon Brando or something? That's another one I was trying to think Senior. of what it's called. I, I kept thinking, I kept wanting to call it El, Old Gringo, but that's a, that's a Gregory Peck movie. Um, old, no. Uh, damn it. Yeah. Utah Jack or something like that. Some yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah, it is like that. Some sort of uh, outlaw. One-eyed Jack or something. Going south. That's it. Going south. So going south was the other one I was trying to think of. And then he was also probably had a tiny part in um, the, the one, like the first movie that Lauren Michaels produced that was like, it was in black and white. I know Dan Aykroyd was in it. I think it was called Nothing Lasts Forever or something like that. Yeah, we're going deep on this shit, man. We're going so deep. But now I'm just going to look up Belushi on uh, Leonard Maltin and just see what other ones we might have missed because there's probably one or two other things. There are. There's got to be. Blew it with that girlfriend's thing, but I, but I had couldn't think of going south yet. So that was off the table. Can you imagine uh, Ghostbusters if it was uh, Belushi? So, ah, god damn it, it was called Old Boyfriends. Old Boyfriends, but the girlfriends is, I definitely got the two movies mixed up with each other. Uh, and he was one of the old boyfriends. I should have figured it out based on that. Keith Carradine and Richard Jordan were the other two, I think. Dick George. Yeah, and then he was in something, he was a voice in something called Shame of the Jungle. In 1975, then he did Going South, Animal House, 1941, Old Boyfriends, Blues Brothers, Connell Divide, and Neighbors. So we just we, we ran That's the it. table. <laughs> Good job. DouglasMovies.com, ComedyFilmNerds.com. Yes. And as always. Um. The movie Girlfriends is a shithead. <laughs> this is Douglas Manny. Him made it funny that he's played it. Do I talk singing? Won't scream?